Signal to noise ratio. Signal to noise. There's always noise. Every preamp has noise at a I point, at a certain amplification. But if the signal is is extremely hot, you're never gonna go. You're never gonna need to push things far enough to ever pick up. Mm-hmm. It's the buzzing though. I know, That's what it, gets me. I, but it's only there if you go looking for it. If you have a, if you have a much fatter signal way above it, then it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere down in the depths. It's like listening to outer space, you know, and like white noise coming from some star far away. You know, some transmission. Transmission. Al- Alpha Centauri. Oh. I don't even know what that is. Some some just something I heard before. Yeah. Oh. Baby, Monday. What the hell do I have behind me over there? I just realized there's a slider over there. Yeah, is that it a, looks like the back room's monster. Is, is that some someone sending me a message over here? Like, yeah. what is that about? Oh, I had I had a weekend. It was the week I had a weekend. No, Mo, I didn't mean it like that, dude. <laughs> just immediately comes in. Mo, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, man. And later we go down the hall like that. Uh, I actually didn't mind it. It looked really. Yeah. It made us look really professional. Mm. Way more professional than we actually are. Yeah, things are happening here, always. Anyway, I had a weekend. And you said save it for the show. Well, because so now you were here. Well, because when I came in and it's a normal thing. Yeah. It's like, hey man, tell me what's happening. That's what you did to me. Yeah. And I was like, well, you don't normally talk like this. You're normally not that uh, upfront and direct. And he said, hey man, tell me what's happening. I said, well, you don't. Well, you got a you got a Tesla story. And I have a Tesla story as well. Well, okay, so we both have stories that we didn't get into yet, and there's yeah. a lot to talk about today. So we're don't worry, we're gonna be brief because we're always brief. And we know your time is precious. And we want to bring that value to you no matter what. Okay, and that good. insight. We want to bring those insights. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this weekend for me was full of insight. Good. And I was getting razzed and I was getting made fun of. Really? And it was good. Oh, okay. It's exactly what I deserve. Nice. <laughs> okay. So uh, as you all know, I've been through the ringer far as... Stolen vehicle is concerned. That's my typical winter vehicle. That's my gas-powered dinosaur juice vehicle, right? Uh As you know, Will. And uh, ever since the thing has been out of my life and I've been having all types of hassles that I'm not going to go into as far as, like, getting it back in working order, Mm. it's meant that I've been Mr. Tesla. Like, I am Mr. Tesla. Yes, I put winter tires on the Model S, and I'm going around Wintertown as e- I'm Elon Musk. Mm. And the at, Canadian Elon. At first, I'm like, "Listen, this is I'm pretty. This is pretty cool. Like, here I am in this sedan, performance, and I got all this traction. I'm like, hey, this is no winter. You can do stuff. You can do stuff in the winter. Did you turn on FSD? FSD is a disaster. Okay, I got to <laughs> okay, that point. Yeah. That was like the next phase, but but then things really got heated. Hmm. Heated inside my cabin. Oh. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I was the one that was heated. It was okay, freezing yeah. cold outside, but I was the one that was heated because I had this crazy plan on a Saturday. And Saturday was cold. I had a crazy plan on a Saturday that I was going to be ambitious and try to do everything and try to be super dad. And yeah. that meant that I was going to have to get from a tournament in the city to a. I was going to have to get from the suburbs to the city. From the city to a separate game with the other son, which was in the country, back to the city, then back to the suburbs. All right. That was what the day was going to entail. And I'm talking, I'm talking kilometers with your Tesla. Well, I don't have my dinosaur juice. Uh huh. Stolen. Yeah, it was stolen. And. Anyway, what I discovered was that I was, I'm a maniac. And I just didn't have enough experience in Tesla land to realize how ridiculous that plan was. Mm. And so the way I had, uh, I had sort of done the math in my head is, okay, I got some KMs on there. All I got to do is get like 30 KMs into the city, Mm -hmm. 70 KMs out of the city, Mm -hmm. 70 KMs back to the city. 30 km's home. I'm like, I got that. Look at my reading. I got that. Look at my reading. Uh. And then Mother Nature said, hey, Elon. I'm like, nobody's ever called me that before. Also, I've never spoken directly to Mother Nature. Yeah. Hey, Elon. You best you best get parked. You 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 best get a reality check. Cause Mother Nature dropped it to like whatever, minus 15 or 20 Celsius. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Minus 15 or 20 Celsius. And you know what happened then. I would just leave. My car was parked with like 200 and something KMs. And then I come back to 50, it. 50's gone. <laughs> 50's gone, man. I needed those 50. You can't just take 50 yeah. from me. I didn't even but Can't just take my 50. Uh-huh. Some, I need some accurate. I got a day in front of me. I need some accurate readings yeah, here. Yeah. Dude, that's why I always switch to the percentage. I can't look at the KMs. But then how the hell do you plan your trips? Because it's KMs that yeah. ultimately you need. Percentage, yeah. I don't know. Will yeah, 10% get it me It makes to... me feel better. It's pure insanity is what it is. Uh-huh. So I'm in the arena and the car is sitting outside for hours on end as I'm at this tournament. Of course it is. Where do you want me to put it? There's no indoor parking? No, there's no indoor parking! Okay. So it's just bleeding. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, all right, well, fine, fine. I'll call a little audible here. Because otherwise, son number two is going to be pissed. Uh-huh. He can be like, you said you're going to go uh-huh. A, B, C. Instead, you went straight from A to C, and you skipped over me out in the country. <laughs> it starts rapping. Yeah, dude, that sucks. I had the same experience. Well, I'm not done yet. Okay. So I went. I'm like this. Okay, I'm in the city. Guess what they got in the city? Well. And the superchargers. They got superchargers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. They got superchargers. 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 I'm gonna go get a supercharge. 
problem solved or what? I'm going to go solve my problem. I'm going to go get a supercharger, just like Elon said. Supercharger solves problems. That's what I heard. You know what happened when I got to that supercharger? Well, Uh oh. Got to that supercharger. 25 Teslas lined up. Oh, yeah. On a cold day? Every bay occupied in 25 Teslas lined up. Two broken chargers that I goofed with in minus 20 for God knows, because I'm like, I just can't take it anymore. Mm, mm. Now I'm on the text message to the remaining staff at the other game explaining that I'm an absolute idiot. Was it the first time? What first time? (laughs) You had to explain you're an idiot? No, and it won't be the last. Okay. And the, I it, mean, and I, so you want to know what happened? I had to turn back. I had to no. turn back and go back to the tournament I was at, miss the one guy's game, oh. of which apparently was a good game and, and, you know, everything went well and all the rest of it. Like nothing okay, okay. terrible happened. But he called me after. He's like, you're an absolute idiot. Yeah. He didn't say that. He's very nice uh. kids. So I turned back and I had already explained to the tournament group that like I was going to be delayed coming back because I had this crazy plan of trying to be super dad. Uh-huh. And of course, I came back earlier than that because, well, guess what? I didn't go where I was supposed to go. And I come back into the thing and it's <laughs> Mr. Electric, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mr. Fancy Pants Electric. They're like, hey, you want to borrow my car? <laughs> It's the reality of the situation. The the egg on your face, right? It's the reality of the situation that I don't know what the hell we're going to do about it. I understand the degradation thing is legit. The cold weather degradation thing. I understand it's an unusual day, but all I want is accurate information. All that's it. Like Uh just if there's any way to make better predictions based on temperature and based on uh, yeah. distances and whatever like it's too much guesswork i think it does it's just the idling time it doesn't predict your idling it's but it's not even just that will it's like the initial phase of heating up the car that you can even get in it uses uh-huh. so much energy uh-huh. that if you're looking at it in terms of kms it's not close to the gasoline equivalent like obviously oh, yeah, for your sure heater in your car in your gas car is not damaging your mo- your uh, potential travel distance to the same extent that it is in the electric vehicle. Sure. But but that's just anecdotal. That's just based on what I saw at that extreme temperature. Yeah, so and they don't happen to, often. But I'm just saying you have to presume like the car knows the temperature and I I'm, I'm sure they're working on this. But it is at the moment I'm not going to go so far to call it a deficiency, but it's an advantage to the other. And it's an extreme circumstance. Mm-hmm. All right. And in, in my case, I, I would normally have for a day like that, just taken a, a gas car, mm. but mine's stolen. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, it is kind of funny. <laughs> this was the worst case scenario. But it was the worst case scenario, but you know what happened? Is I think a lot of people would get 
irritated and graded. But then at the same time, I'm thinking to myself like this experience here is granting me insight, as I suggested earlier in this show. Yeah, I said this is granting me insight into the real world kind of experiences and expertise that people are going to have to develop around ownership of this different type of vehicle. And also insight into charge net, the charge network and the deficiencies there as far as when you have the environmental changes and then all of a sudden, but also to give me a taste of what things I, my understanding is are like in California all the time, which is these lineups and so forth. And the other thing I was doing, you know, I ordered the adapter and I don't remember if we talked about this on air or not, but I ordered the, um, whatever the 250 kilowatt adapter the ccs charger plug it's just a plug-in style adapter it's extremely expensive for what it is but yeah and i don't know how long it'll take but because all of, all of a sudden when i saw the supercharger where when it's full and it's cold you know what my charge rate was once i actually got on the supercharger mm. it was like 50 kilowatts mm. and you drove into like a 240 or 250 or something 150 150 okay. it should have been 150 but it's high usage charger high usage charger you, so so you... all of a sudden i started getting into the apps of uh, i was thinking well if i would have had this adapter like i found a spot nearby at a at a gas station that they had a 300 kilowatt 300 300 now i can't charge my car at that but if i would have had the adapter i could have been charged at 250 250 yeah and then all of a sudden i'm looking at other vehicles that do have capabilities beyond 250 kilowatt and you start realizing the rate is so important that's why gas stations are having to put in the much higher powers because it, it's a lot more like filling up with gas the faster it gets now i know a lot of those ones are busted and electrify america electrify can i know but we need some diversity with that mm -hmm. for situations like this where it's like okay i'll just go to the next one well at this point the problem solved you got the adapter or you will be getting it I got the adapter. And you're just going to hold on to it. That's it. I got the adapter. And as much as Elon hates the look of the adapter, but it also got me really into range and stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, range and recharge rate. And it's all very interesting. But I will say this. I will say this. And the flip side, every time I park that electric car, I'm much less worried about getting stolen. After, the the craziest part is that where this all happened, this tournament, is the same parking lot that my other vehicle got stolen out of mm. yo how weird is that yeah we meet again parking lot we meet again yeah. my nemesis i i presume that your experience was the same driving the tesla this weekend yeah i actually didn't take the bronco out we were just using it um using the tesla and it was bad i think it was like 20 percent <laughs> degradation out the gate yeah and um my auto my um, braking regen did not work at all for the full day. It was working like a regular car. Yeah. There was no braking whatsoever. No There's a setting. So I saw, I found a setting inside the menu that says, do you want to engage the brake in the event that regen is not available? Mm. Automatically. So you can still stay one pedal, but it's actually the mechanical. Right, right, it's right. actually, because uh, you're right. Yeah. Regen was gone. It was like that bar. It was like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> was, I've never seen that before. Interesting. Regen was dead. Yeah. So I mean, it was an unusual day. So yeah. we can't just like bash on everything. Sure. 
And it's warmer now. So. It's a new technology. It's a very unusual day for this region in particular. And you know, it's been an extremely mild winter, so the these cars have been roughly okay. Like they've been pretty good actually. Yeah. But the fact that um, you can just you know warm it up by just using the app. Listen, man. There's there's all types of. And it's ready to go. But you know how it is. Well, we we just gotta tell you the truth, man. Uh huh. Like because uh-huh. because I realize this. It's like. In real life experience and a real story is so much more effective at kind of translating and and giving you a better, more accurate depiction of what you may encounter if you go down this road. Mm-hmm. If it is your primary car, if you do live in a particular climate, if you do, that's where we're at in 2023. And it's better than it ever has been and it will continue to get better. But that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Important to note. I still like it. I it's, know. I same. Yeah, it's gone a long way. Same. I still like it too. I got my adapter, and I'll just be hunting down high-powered chargers, and there I'll I'm go. gonna have a map in my mind and in my apps and everything else, and I'm just I want everything to be universal at this point. Forget it. Like for forget about the uh, what's the word uh, proprietary. Forget about it because I'm ch- like. The whole mechanics of an overcrowded Tesla supercharger is the first time I ever needed to deal with it, right? Because I'm normally just charging resident, like over yeah. here. The first time I ever encountered it and I realized how chaotic it is with the lineup and who goes next and somebody else comes in and snakes the spot and it's road rage going on. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm not saying me, you know, I'm relaxed. Uh-huh. But it's road, it's weirdness going on and there's no system for it. There's no official queue system for it. It's not like a gas station. Right, where you pull in, you pull out because you're going to be there for a while. So people are really fighting for these spots. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication if which ones are broken unless someone puts a note on it. So you may have been waiting in line and then landed yourself in one of the chargers that's not latching. Oh. And then I'm like, why do I even need a latch? This whole yeah. electronic latching system seems... Plus the cords themselves were so stiff and frozen. Mm. <sighs> What a debacle you put yourself in. Dude, I asked you if you want to borrow the Bronco. Yeah, I should be I should have been born I should have been born a Bronco is what but I should have been. You're just like um, Well, no, I needed this I want to try it. Out. I needed this I need experience. This. I'm telling people, man, I need this experience so that I could go in and tell people you don't need to rush to do this. Yeah. You know, like this is the downside right here. And I needed to get laughed at mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mhm. Laugh that well. That's fine. I'll be this. You can. Yeah, I'm, I'm the sacrificial know. lamb. Yeah, make it sting. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Apple is apparently gonna embrace this ultra word. I don't know if you knew that well, but finally. Well, I don't know. We saw it in other categories, right? Mm-hmm. We saw ultra with the watch, and we saw ultra with the chip, with the M chip. And so it was like, oh, you just can't beat this word ultra, apparently. You had, uh, who was it? Samsung? You had Samsung, didn't you? And they went with the ultra word. Who else went with the ultra word? Um, Didn't Marvel go with that word? Ultra? Ultron? There you go. (laughs) Who's that guy? He's a bad guy. He's a robot. He's the AI. He's chat GPT. He's chat GPT, but he's like the toughest opponent, right? Apparently, yeah. And he's ultra. Yeah, he's pretty badass. I mean, he's Ultron, but you understand what I'm saying. ULT seems to... uh, Who else? GM has Ultium, battery tech thing. 
That's what they call their platform. Uh-huh. Anyway, point being is, it. I guess this word ultra is effective with customers, and it implies the next level above uh, whatever your other offerings are. What's interesting here is that this ultra model could exist in a universe that still has the Pro and Pro Max. How funny is that? Mm. <laughs> High-end device above the Pro Max. So you would have iPhone 15, 15 Pro. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a plus. 15 Pro, 15 Pro Max, 15 Ultra. So still four phones. It's wild. And they actually think there's a market for it. Tim was asked, hey, man, global economic crisis. What do you say, brother? And he goes, people really enjoy their iPhones. Oh, boy. Not this voice. <laughs> and essentially implying that it's such an important part of their lives that, yeah, they're actually going to pay more for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this comes via Mark Gurman. Actually, he's saying not for the 15, but for the 16 lineup. The high-end device could arrive as soon as 2024. Gurman predicted ultra models to replace Pro Max branding. He actually predicted iPhone 15. Uh, during Apple's earnings call last week, CEO Tim Cook didn't rule out the possibility of a future price increase on iPhones. He indicated that customers might want to pay more to get a better product. Here's the quote. The iPhone has become so integral into people's lives. I think people are willing to really stretch to get the best they can afford in that category. Mm. He's talking to you, but he's also talking to shareholders. And when he's talking to shareholders, what he's trying to say is cha-ching. He's trying to say the bottom line. He's trying to say, I can get some more cash. That's why you pay me. Rubbing his hands. Get a few get a few more dollars for you. So the Pro Max will be replaced by the Ultra. Could. Not could. Not like an another Could. Phone. Good? Okay. Could. Uh, I see the word could there. What did they do with the watch? So the watch that well the watch they just have the regular one and then they have the cheap one and then they have the ultra one. I think three is honestly ideal. But But they would have to work on the size. Right? Because the Ultra will have one size. Ultra's always big. Ultra has to be big for some reason. Mm. No, no such thing as small Ultra. So, But when they talk about pushing prices, I have to wonder about the sensitivity of people that are sick and tired of it. People that are just like, what the hell? What? Where can we go here? Two grand? What's going on here? Yeah. And the fact that all these things are so good at this point. And Tim knows. Tim has more data than I do. But they also saw that decline for the first time since 2006. So maybe Tim's just talking. Yeah. Maybe that's all that's going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the current generation iPhone 14, I found this clip that uh, was a little bit interesting. This photographer, he took uh, some images, exact same image, like, or I should say from the exact same viewpoint. He set up the shot identically, except one was an iPhone and one was an actual dedicated camera, okay. uh, an iPhone 14 Pro versus a $5,000 camera's Canon camera. I think it was an R5. It's in the uh, description here. And then he was went to the college campus over there, Canon R5, and he had them blown up. He had the images blown up, and they were processed in the exact same fashion mm. to look similar. And he had them blown up and printed, which is not something that we do frequently, but it does allow for a, a greater inspection for the average person. It's one of the harder things to do with an image, and it's one of the areas you can benefit from more resolution. So you can see the photos here taken on the iPhone 14 
Pro 24 millimeter Apple Pro Raw. And he did Sunrise and Sunset. And he went to the college campus in the video and he had bystanders, people walking past, try to identify what was shot on the $5,000 camera and what was shot on the iPhone. And you can probably guess what transpired, Will. Hmm. Go ahead. People chose the iPhone? People didn't know what the hell was going on. People couldn't decide which was the iPhone and which was the R5. Uh, across spectrums, people were coming up there and they're going, oh, man, I don't know. And at first he would make them decide from far away. And then he'd say, now you can come up closer and examine to see if they would change. Yeah. And they were all in this dilemma of being able to distinguish the difference. And as you can see, it's almost a coin flip, especially when it's far away. As people came closer to the image, 60% were able to discern the difference between the phone photo and the pro photo. But that is so close at this point. Uh And it's, I mean, we already knew that this was going on. Uh, We were well aware that smartphones had been catching up and you're really having to to crop in here to notice detailed differences and so on. And that for most people, the smartphone is plenty capable for their photography needs. But it has happened so slowly. By the way, shout out Alex Armitage who did the test. It has happened so slowly that it feels normal. Mm-hmm. But once upon a time, this would be unbelievable. Because mm-hmm. I'm a guy that had these cameras, this variety of professional and prosumer cameras over the years. And it wasn't a close battle. Yeah. Up until pretty recently. And now we're at a stage where it's fooling half the population. They can't Mm -hmm. even tell the difference. And once you're in coin flip territory, essentially that's no difference. Unless you know what you're looking for. You're an aficionado and you like the taste of a dark roast coffee. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the algorithm, right? Because it's not just the glass, obviously. Or sensor, yeah. Sensor. Well, it does help that they're letting you shoot in ProRes RAW. Because it, yeah. it gives you uh, more data to begin with mm-hmm. as you go into your editor and so on. But, yeah, there's a, they're just a lot better than, than they used to be. And they're fooling most people or mm-hmm. half at distance and 40% at a close distance. Galaxy S23 doesn't support Android's seamless update feature. Android's seamless updates allow Android phones to install the updates in the background and install them in a later reboot. The benefit of this feature is it provides a layer of safety as you can easily revert back to prior status since the update is installed on a separate disk. Also, it allows users to use their phones while the updates are being installed, which can be quite annoying. And then mm-hmm. you know what ends up happening? You just put off the install. You're just like, uh, mm-hmm. later, later, later. Um, in the car, it's always like 4 a.m. What about 4 a.m., dude? Can we do it at 4 a.m.? And you're like, eh. Nah. Seems I might need to go. I might need to get something at 4 a.m. Yeah. I don't know yet. Uh, This year, yet again, the S23 series has skipped support for seamless Android updates. I'm not really surprised by this because they've kind of got their own stuff going on with their One UI. And they probably want to have their own approach, I suppose, to updates. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be much of a big deal because Samsung can easily ramp up the baseline 256 on his flagship devices. Moreover, it can shrink the size of the Samsung app since they'll eat up over 50 gigs of space on the S23 Ultra. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that what the the stock apps are taking up? Oh, yeah. Get out of town. 
significantly more than last year's S22 Ultra. I wonder what... That's why you got to get the I wonder what terabyte. type of data sets. I wonder what type of neurals are in there. I wonder what type mm. of... Uh, uh, what are they calling? What is what is uh, OpenAI calling those? What are those data sets called? Enormous neural network? No, they're not NLP. No, it's eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, no, no. So, so um, Samsung can do what they want, essentially, and they kind of always have, and I guess they'll continue to. They have been better with updates in general. It's just you won't get this fancy feature. Mm-hmm. MagSafe cases are coming to Android phones. Bring them on. So, yeah, so this was something a lot of people didn't realize. Like, there is no... You can put a magnet on anything. Mm. (laughs) It doesn't have to be... And you can... The shape of the magnet, if it so happens to interact with Apple-related MagSafe accessories, okay, sure, no problem. So if you can slap a circular magnet in the same spot as Apple's onto an Android phone, as you can see in the, as this Im- image illustrates, then go for it and go ahead and interact with those accessories, including uh-huh. battery banks and mounting things and, and all the rest of it. So in this image here, we have a, a, a Apple's official case on the right, and then on the left, we have a Moment case with MagSafe in it, and it looks to be for a Pixel, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. looks to be for a Pixel. So... All of a sudden, now I can go to the Apple store and be like, hey, I want to pick up your MagSafe battery bank. And they're like, excuse me, sir, you don't. They all surround you. You have a pixel, uh, sir. I want... Is that going to line up correctly, though? Well, the thing is, um, the shape of the magnet is actually a circle and like a line at the bottom. Right. Um, I don't know if Apple patented it, but... Um, the problem with using MagSafe accessories on Android phones is that in order for them to stick to your phone, you need said phone to have a proprietary magnet array in one form or another. MagSafe adapter rings were a fine solution for a while. Didn't you do that? You put an adapter I ring. I did, yeah. yeah. But they're a little unsightly, and they can catch on fabric when you slide the phone in and out of your pocket. Cases are more seamless. They hide the magnets inside of them until now. However, MagSafe cases for Android were either too expensive or too cheap and no-name branded. Take a look at Amazon's listings. So what? So now there's just more companies that are doing it? Mm-hmm. I suppose that's a good thing. I'm not going to complain about that. Things are changing with the S23 series. And the most obvious example of that, Spigen, Renke, Nilkin, and UAG have created MagSafe-compatible cases for the S23 series. None of these brands had this for the S22. A proper admission of the growing universal nature of MagSafe. So if you want magnets, you might as well go MagSafe, I guess, at this point. And that... Also extends into people that don't even have iPhones. Now, hmm. t- for me, I've always, because you know I have the cases with later cases, and I've had people ask in the past about um, magnets and why there are no magnets in here. And the thinking on that is you're trying to make the thinnest and lightest case possible. And even the process of having a magnet installed in there changes the thickness ever so slightly. For sure. And adds a layer of complexity to it. And I've had ultra-thin cases in the past that have an embedded magnet where if you rattle it in a certain way or after weeks or months of use, you may it may actually jiggle a little bit. It just wasn't something that I want to get involved in as much as I do appreciate magnetic accessories and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you can always do what Willie Do was doing, which is you did the sticky one on, on the top, right? Yeah, it's just like... Uh... A little sticker here. 
Uh, can people see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's available. You can get those things on Amazon and you can add it yourself. You can also remove it yourself if you find that you're just not using it or you are using it. So there's a lot of options out there for that. But, you know, I, I like options. I think that's a good thing. Sure. If you want magnets, go for magnets. You want to add it, add it. You don't want it. You mm-hmm. don't need it. Google is working on a browser for iOS that would break Apple's App Store rules. Dun, dun, dun. Cue your next legal case. Mm. Google's Chromium developers are working on an experimental web browser for iOS that would break Apple's browser engine restrictions. Browser engine restriction. Hmm. Experimental browser, which is being actively pursued by developers, uses Google's Blink engine. Apple's App Store rules dictate that browser apps on iOS and iPadOS must use its own WebKit browser engine, meaning that while browsers like Chrome and Microsoft Edge are built with Chromium on macOS, their iOS counterparts are forced to use Apple's WebKit, making them behave similarly to Safari. Quite interesting. So how will they get around it, or will they do it? Is it one of those ones of beg forgiveness, don't ask permission, Mm -hmm. where they'll do it, and then they'll go talk to Sweeney down the road, and they'll be like, hey, man, let's team up here and Uh talk about evil Apple controlling let's team up lawyers yeah exactly i heard you got lawyers we got lawyers you got lawyers let's make a dream team assembly of lawyers to battle ultron yeah (laughs) um lawyers fighting yeah i listen listen i don't know i I presume there's all types of incentives for google to do it this way I, i presume they have all types of ideas as to why this would be superior and they could probably collect more data and whatever else (laughs) but i I have a funny feeling that apple will not go lightly and they also have their own lawyers yeah tesla giga berlin footage hints at upcoming deep blue metallic paint rollout so i was actually reading this article and i've been obsessed with just well car paint for a while and uh specialized car painting, automotive painting shops and so forth Mm. for different brands and different color uh, paint offerings depending on region and the amount of expertise and specificness to it. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I went down a rabbit hole one time and I became obsessed. I think I told you about it with one particular BMW color, Mm. liquid metal. Yeah. And then obviously lamenting the fact that when it comes to Tesla's, you just really don't have that many color options. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and I'm gonna be honest with you. There's none of them that I really like that much. Of, yeah. Of the current color offerings, it's very chromey. It's very shiny. There's a lot of like metallic flakes. Mm-hmm. Can it just be like a flat color? They don't have a flat. They color. don't. Yeah. Even though flat colors have kind of taken over. Yeah. They become extremely popular. Even the white has like a <laughs> speckle effect. Oh, you got speckles. Yeah. If you look closely. Mm-hmm. Which, listen, to each their own, like, it's fine. I know in the, in the past, Elon's been like, look, we got to simplify this thing. But anyway, ever since they got Giga Berlin going, they got the legit stuff going on mm-hmm. with the paint. And uh, mo- most famously, they were talking about this Midnight Cherry Red, which is a very, very deep red. And they're also talking about this new Quicksilver color. These are these oh, co- yeah. cool stuff going on. The blue, on the other hand, is not exactly new. Go, go to that image. Go back to the, because I'm excited about that one, where the people are standing in front of it, just so we can see it in real life. Yeah, that one right there. That's really nice. Look at that color, dude. Now, I don't know how metallic. It's going to have its own shimmer stuff going on. And, of course, you got Elon Musk's mother driving it over there. But 
It's like almost black. It is a deep, deep red color. Huh. In certain lights, it, it's darker and lighter. It's it's really cool. It's a cool color. And, and anyway, so you can get this. This this paint is is actively going on at Giga Berlin, I think. And also this quicksilver color, which is like a dark. It's kind of like a dark silver. And Tesla hasn't done silver in forever because silver is extremely hard to paint. And I read a bunch of stuff about it. It's the reason why that liquid metal from BMW, it was like a special order and it required all types of mm. extra coats and stuff. But the quicksilver is sort of starting to look like it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the blue is the same blue we always had. They just started doing that in Giga Berlin as well. Yeah. And so that's just another th- option that people can order. But I'm curious, Will, if you go to Tesla's website, the German website, which colors are you seeing available if you try to spec one? Because it's it, it must be different than ours at this moment. Um, stores in Germany. Shop? Yeah, you just have to change the region on the shop, right? Yeah, you just got to go over there to Europe and then select... Right there, Deutschland. Right there. There you go. Sorry, Will. So now we're in German. You can uh, translate the shop to English if you want, but you might not even need to. You might be able to navigate without even reading. See? I'll have to go back here. Okay. There you go. Now let's spec our Model Y. Go ahead. Configuration. Y. You're on it. You were there already. Uh, See? They show it in the red. Oh, Okay. They show it in the red. Now let's order it. Let's see if we can get it in the silver right now. We can order it up. Just scroll down to colors. Mm. So yeah, it's there. Midnight cherry. It will cost you 3,200 euros if you want a midnight cherry. And if you want the quick silver, silver, 3,000 euros. So the midnight cherry is the most expensive. Is blue a premium for them there? Blue is going to be 1,600. So they don't have the gray, the midnight silver well well i believe you can get rid of that one if you add the the quicksilver i think that they're going this direction instead gotcha Gotcha. but it's exclusive i think for the time being over there in europe Mm. i want to import one of those that's cool yeah which one do you like better by the way the red or the silver you know what i actually do like the red not a big fan of uh red cars in general but this red is kind of nice Look at you. It's way better than the red that we're getting in North America at the moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is, I don't know, it's like, like a less, crimson red? less deep red. No, it's less deep. Yeah. You remember, you remember, we had the red Model 3 early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not as cool as the deep cherry. Mm-hmm. Tesla Model S Plaid's daring underwater drive is successful, but there's a costly aftermath. Don't drive a Tesla through water unless you're prepared to make costly repairs. What is this thing about people with the Teslas in the water? They love going through the water with the Tesla. I think this is important just um, for floods. You know, if just get through. out alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, flat uh, flood f- flash floods in New Zealand. I didn't even know that was going on. Okay, so maybe this is not a stunt. Maybe this is legit. Uh, the car's owner, who goes by the name of Chellen. I think we talked about this before. Chet on YouTube has performed numerous stunts. Oh, it is. Okay, so he is actually, with all of New Zealand's flooding over the last couple of days, I had one troll on Facebook try to tell me your electric cars would be screwed in these floods. 
Sorry, I don't see any mods to this Tesla other than sealing up the human compartment. I think we had like a video before where he actually tried to sink it, like drive underwater yeah. by adding weights to the car. Okay, so he's constantly trying to test the ability, the capability yeah. of these vehicles. <laughs> just funny. <laughs> it just so happens that there's also floods going on in the world yeah. and then it creates a, a different it's, dialogue where people insightful. are like, well, if you found yourself in this circumstance. Yeah. But obviously there's also damage associated with it. The YouTuber revealed that both the front and rear drive units had water seep into them and both of them had to be replaced at a cost of 15,000. In addition, the car's inbuilt GPS system is no longer working and neither is the odometer. So you have some problems. Yeah. Um, if you're driving it underwater. But I, pr I have to presume as well, Will, if you uh, get out of a flood situation because your Tesla allowed it to happen you're, you, and, and you saved the, your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you're probably not, you know, that's better, better off it's than not having the, done it. Worth the risk. So... I, guess. I I do like these um, videos, just showcasing the abilities of these electric cars. You're a That's big it. you're a big underwater Tesla guy. I'm a big fan. I'm gonna try it out on the Cybertruck. Let's go. Yeah. Well, Cybertruck, you're saying I was gonna take it across. Yeah. The ocean or some crazy stuff. Doesn't it need a rudder? How are you supposed to steer? Listen, man. Oh. Don't ask questions. All right. All right. Stop being so logical. Okay. Uh, here we have our first glimpse at four wheels steering at work on the gargantuan Cybertruck. This is one of those vehicles, like, there's a lot of vehicles now featuring four wheel steering, but the bigger they get, the more useful that is. Mm. And the Cybertruck is one of those examples. And so this video clip came out of this individual sort of driving an early model Cybertruck. Uh, can I just say something? I watched this video clip. This is impressive. It's you know, It's kind of like a a crab mode type of situation. But the more I see this thing driving around, the more I don't like the look of it. Oh. Did you watch this video clip? I did not. Okay, play no. this video clip. It's probably embedded over here. Play this video clip and tell me just... I don't know what happened to this thing from the original. Or maybe it's me. Have I changed? Has it been so long hmm. that I've actually changed? Yeah. From 2019? No, I, I agree with you. There's something with the wheels. I don't know. I feel like it's not as beefy. It's looking more and more to me like an F-150 with a body kit. <laughs> Just like a box <laughs> on top of it. No, you're right. I feel like this... I don't this, know. Uh, what's going on? This demo. Maybe it looks better close up. Maybe it's in just person? one of those things. Yeah. You have to see it in real it's life. It's like, did it get longer and it's looking more like a boat. Did it get mm -hmm. longer and more squished? Maybe it's just the camera. <laughs> this this angle's not flattering. It's like a downward upshot three quarter. I don't know. You face. know what? I don't know. I kind of want people to to tell me something. Like somebody tell me something because it's either I change like. It's weird. We were talking about this the other day, and I was like, I still want it. It's still exciting, but it, in, a, in, a, in a weird way, it's like it was so shocking when we first saw it. Yeah. But now we've had to live with it for so long without it even being on the road, and now I'm really – it's just a constant – yeah, the wheels. The wheels are the problem. If you see it, 
Go click on that one on the right over there when it had the warthog wheels. That looks better. Yeah, so it's just the wheels is the only issue. The wheels and the mirrors. How can mirrors have such a huge effect on the look of it? The 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 the, the side mirrors. How can they have such a huge impact? They're so small, but yet they totally alter your impression of the Cybertruck and the aggressiveness of it. Mm. Uh, they're <laughs> big mirrors, too. I honestly, I had forgotten about the comedic nature of this vehicle. And then I watched this clip and it came rushing back to me. <laughs> uh, the, the suspension needs to be higher. It's all very subtle stuff. They, yeah. But and when it's put together, it just like, it's like, ugh. You know, but the renderings are amazing. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's kind of like when you have one of those memes where they're like, "Here's the cheap version yeah. of like the tasty advertisement burger versus the real life version." No, I'm saying more like uh, the AliExpress version or something, where it's just. Slightly off. Slightly off. Yeah. Slightly off, and you can't actually pinpoint. Like with the burger and the advertising, you can pinpoint the difference like right away. You're like, uh -huh, hey, yeah. what happened to the patty? Like, what's. Yeah. But if this is more subtle, where, where you're like, wait a sec, is that the same thing you showed me? Like, what changed? And they, it just like appears. Take. It, yeah, it, it had to. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what happened. Okay, so when okay, you. Okay, so this is a good shot. Okay, but but let me just when you click no no go back to the Google images and, and I know we've done this before okay this is the, listen I don't I'm not gonna do this every time but I just this I was triggered by this particular clip to reevaluate my whole interest in the vehicle okay. or the appearance of it when you go where, where are you going here Will go here yes okay go here now click on the image just below on the left that one yeah. What you'll see here is that the fender on the side meets the tire. It does, the tire does not extend beyond the fender, but also the actual depth of the fender is maybe not as substantial as it once was. Click now, scroll down on the same spot you're on and click on that Cybertruck there. Yes. Look at how far those tires extend out. Is the fender bigger? Is the entire tire wider? Mm. It is, right? It's And it's a more aggressive tire as well. Yeah. It looks higher. Taller? The whole thing looks taller. It looks like you have more of a gap between the top part of the tire and the actual fender. Yeah. See, it, these are tiny little differences that drastically impact your impression of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm getting completely out of hand here. And uh, I really but look at this wheel gap here. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, it looks like a lifted, more like a lifted truck. Maybe that's the actuators. Maybe you can customize the uh, well suspension. Easy, well, huh? I just hope there's a way to select those wheels. That's all. Okay. I, I hope I can select that wheel entire package and not the one that looks like a standard truck bolted onto a funky shape. Yeah. I don't know. Things are happening to me. Well, I don't know. Maybe I got, maybe I became old. Maybe in the last, in the amount of time since this thing got announced, maybe I got old.
Mm. It's uh, you know what? I like the fun element of it. Let's go. Let's just I keep like, it fun. I like the Stop fun. Analyze. I like the fun element of it. Will I just want it to? I, I was just you know, as much as possible that we can keep the fun alive by making it like more of a video game and less of a. Uh-huh. Highway traffic safety control board. Right, right. Yeah, take out, take out the side mirrors. Take them out. We'll set it. Let's do that. Forget about highway traffic safety controls. Okay, let's talk about AI. ChatGPT must be regulated, and AI can only be used by bad actors. Warns OpenAI's CTO. Can be used by bad actors. What? Must be regulated, and AI can be used by bad actors. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Not only, but also. I don't know why I added the word only in there. Mm. Yeah, well, it's no surprise. All, all the people, even you even had Zuckerberg that forever was saying, I don't know, regulate it. I don't know. Yeah. Don't leave it up to me, regulate it. And it's some kind of, it's almost like they know how hard it would be to regulate it. And in saying so, They're- knowing it probably won't or it can't move quickly enough but i agree i don't know what i don't even know what those regulations look like but there is such a a gap in our understanding of the true capabilities i mean schools are banning it from their network or computers some are that's not stopping people from using it at home or on their phones it's like I don't know. Trying to regulate it's very hard is what I'm trying to say. If possible very, at all. Very hard. If yeah. possible at all. And you're asking people to regulate it who, what is their experience with this stuff? You're saying, listen, we can't regulate ourselves. We haven't, we're, we're just out here building stuff, amazing stuff. Yeah. Can you just. Can uh, you take a look at it and figure out the rules and then. See the ramifications of what we're building but it's, really quickly, please. It's a. Go look at what's happening over there. They can't brush up on this stuff in 15 minutes amongst all the other things that they're supposed to have a finger on. Like, these people are the wrong people to make the regulation in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some chief technical officer that's fully uh, aware of the risks and has all kinds of ideas around it. It's totally possible. But whenever I see Zuckerberg go talk to these people, there will often often be some sort of meme moment where someone's like, now explain to me why this image comes up when someone Googles me. And he's like, excuse me, sir, I'm from Facebook. I don't yeah. have anything to do with that. And like, who are the regulators in this regard? Who should they be? Yeah. Should they really be? Should it be this Congress or should it be government officials or? Yeah. Should it be a coalition of... Yeah, like a committee of, like, the most advanced people. Like who are these looking people? Looking into advanced technology. I don't know. Who are these people? Is it Lex Friedman? Yeah. Okay. Elon, All right. Let's just make Lex... Lex, like, <laughs> you have to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh. But I'm doing push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> listen, man. It, I don't know who's signing up for that. It's a it's a terrifying proposal to try to regulate this thing. But all most parties, even those building it and selling it, seem to agree they need some sort of regulation because they realize its ability to overhaul everything and to not necessarily always be used with the best interest in mind of the public. Mm-hmm. You want Eddie Snowden involved? Yeah. Why not him? <laughs> he could be part of the committee. I mm. feel like. 
What about Alex Jones? Him too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be the head chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, chief, te- and, and it's always it's always especially terrifying when it comes from the chief technology officer at the company. Uh huh. Yeah. The chatbot's popularity means it means it's too early to regulate it. There are questions about how you govern the use of this technology globally. Uh, Mira Murati said in an interview with Time Magazine, the company didn't expect its child would be met with such enthusiasm when it was released. Its popularity sparked questions over some ethical concerns, adding that such tools can be misused, can be used by bad actors. She continued, how do you govern the use of AI in a way that's aligned with human values? Yeah, how do you do it? They already were under pressure on the political side. It wouldn't write the poem about Trump, and it already got politicized, and then you had the separation, the right and the left, and... Man, humans, it is, this is holy guacamole. Yeah, AI is going to open a whole door of crap. Crap. Just crap. Yeah, I don't know if it's AI or if it's humans or I don't know who's, it's it's the combination, it's all parties. Uh, Netflix got some backlash over the password sharing stuff, which we've talked about a few times here. They kept leaning into it and saying, no, 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 no. It's for real. Mm. You best not be sharing those passwords. Mm -hmm. We're done with that. We want your money. Cancel if you want to. They threatened it for a long time. There seems to be a lot of preparation over it. And But people, once they've done something a certain way for a long enough period of time, they don't want to change. And they're like, what do you mean? I've been using my sister's account for five years. Is that you? Hey, man. <laughs> is that you? Is that you, Will? Yeah. And, and, but whoever it is, I think Vin was on my account for ages. Uh-huh. And, like, everybody's been doing that, and there was never, like, really an official line on it. And then they said, no, you know, profit margins and so forth. We're going to peel back a little bit on the password sharing. Mm-hmm. And then, so a couple things leaked out of the help center in certain regions. Like Costa Rica was one of them. And people were like, oh, God, they're going to charge per extra account, or they're going to log people out, or what if I have secondary houses? And people just had a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Uh, that particular update that you have to live together in a single household or whatever the terminology was in the Costa Rica help center, uh, there was backlash to it. And people said, hey, man, I got a cottage or mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'm giving you 20 bucks a month premium plan. So they put out a response to that in which Netflix said, for a brief time yesterday, a help center article containing information that is only applicable to Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru went live in other countries. So actually... That update was pushed elsewhere, and everybody got a chance to analyze it, where Netflix announced that they got this paid sharing option where you would be required to pay for each extra person at an added fee of like three bucks a month, Mm. which actually I'm looking at, and I'm like, well, that's better than opening a completely different account. Yeah figure out like a proper type of family plan but it didn't matter they had the backlash anyways and it comes back to exactly what i was stating that once people have had something a certain way they don't want any alteration to that and they say you're screwing me you're screwing me so screw you and they just bounce and they go watch something else and it's never been more like that than now because people are feeling pinched anyway Mm -hmm. people wake up in the morning they're feeling pinched and then they go now you want to pinch me well guess what i already been pinched and i'm gonna pinch back pinched out I'm, yeah, I might, have, I might have been pinched yeah. out. And so they pinched back by canceling and, and going and watch something on YouTube, maybe a little later, so we don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, 
Maybe they're here live right now. Maybe they just canceled their Netflix right now to come watch this. But there's so much um, opportunity out there, too, like other streaming sites. They, you know, Disney can just, like, be like, hey, we're five bucks cheaper. Subscribe to us. Yes, yeah, different is, market. This would be the time. I it's think. a different market, dude. Yeah. They're like, imagine another streaming service comes with the marketing campaign where they're like, share your password. Yeah, exactly. have a time. Yeah, do that. Share with the rest of your family, up to twelve people, and that would Everyone's be a huge. Clapping. It would be a huge marketing opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. This was the craziest. <laughs> they <go> broke. <laughs> this was the craziest story right here, which yeah. happened locally, in which. There was a stolen car. You know, it's very near and dear to me because all these cars are getting stolen every five minutes. I'd be surprised yeah. my car's there when I go try to leave today. Uh-huh. It's out of control. I know I'm joking about it, but, like, it's kind of honestly stupid Like that this is the nature of the thing in 2023. What did Jack say? It was, like, 25 cars in an hour? I mean, I, no, no. He was just exaggerating. Oh, okay. But it is. It is, like, it's dozens and dozens of cars every yeah. day. And... I don't know what they're going to do. Someone needs to come up with a plan, obviously. I know insurance companies are getting pissed off at uh, automakers, and they're saying if you don't do something about it, we're, not, we're just going to refuse the policy on whatever these the, the high-value vehicles or whatever vehicles are just getting yeah. stolen more often. some models of a Kia, right? You better do something about it because it's too easy to steal. Yeah. We're not going to insure it. Uh-huh. Anyway, this story takes things to a whole different crazy level in which – this guy takes the stolen car and just drives it through the mall as part of a a, a robbery. Mm. And I was trying to explain this to my kids. They're like, what do you mean he drove through the mall? I'm like, he drove into the mall. This was his heist. He's like, I'll just take the car into the mall. Now, what's important to note, this is a local mall down the street. What's important to note about this mall, it's a single-level mall. Okay. And it's kind of like an outlet-style mall in which you have these really wide corridors. That you uh-huh. could fit a car. But all of a sudden, I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, you can fit a car? Can you? And this guy drove through in the video clip so smooth as he comes through the mall. Like, not really hitting anything other than the doors to get in. Just drives right through the entryway doors. Uh-huh. But then after that, kind of has no issue at all maneuvering around as if it's built. As you can see here, as if it's built. Look, goes right. Look at this. Goes right in there. Look at this. Oh, I just go do 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 do. Totally doesn't even have to hit the glass very hard. You can see it just obviously it oh, melts. Oh, just smash through the doors. Yeah, just come right through the door section, and then just do 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 do. So, like a you know Sunday cruise. So they robbed the car and also wants to rob a store. So the car was actually came back stolen previously in Quebec, like far away from here. And this is the other problem with stolen cars, Will, is they it leads to other crimes. Yeah. Because now you're not identifable. You're in the stolen vehicle. <laughs> just exits the mall. But this was after uh, a smash and grab. They, there was a robbery that took place of the jewelry store in there. Oh, okay, yeah. And then back yeah, in the yeah. car and then just straight out on the street. And then gotcha. you're like, well, we got the plates. It's like, no, you don't. It's some woman's car that was stolen a few weeks ago in Quebec. Yeah. So you don't have anything because of this tech technique. And this is what I'm saying the cars get stolen really easily, and all of a sudden it opens up all these other down-the-road type of problems. Mm. And that's what I was saying on the previous episode. I said the small things become big things. Well, Brutal. It's a very crazy—and then it goes a step further because apparently 
the woman whose car was stolen actually was incurred charges as well, uh, says she's now on the hook for the vehicle's towing, repairs, and gas costs, putting her 671 out of pocket. Well, 671, I can attest to it because me trying to get my stuff back, it was like, oh, it's in the pound now. You better hurry up. It's incurring charges. Yeah. Like, damn, dude. Thing got stolen. Some people might be upset about it. And, and yeah. now you're telling me to take my credit card out to pay uh, oh, just under 400 bucks just to, so I can retrieve it. And I don't even go, need to go into the story again. Yeah, brutal. And so in this woman's case, she's like 671. Good Lord, to ship it back and anything else. Well, you told me, while well, you posted a story on Lou later, like the, the chat, and was like, there was a story of someone who stole the car back. They found the car, and then they took it back. Yeah. And, and that's dangerous, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. So this you th can't really do anything This is it. what people are going to do. They're going to go vigilante style because they know the charge is going to be incurred, and they know it's going to take too long to get the thing back, and they know they can't get a rental car and whatever else, and it creates a whole cascading effect. If the first thing goes haywire, the systems don't exist to deal with the rest of it because it's a whole new scenario in there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the banana trick technique at no. Walmart? No. You never pulled off the banana trick? Can't you never you have. never stole a car? <laughs> what? <laughs> this escalated. Yeah, it did. Because once you're stealing cars, you're also doing banana tricks. Okay. No, this is this is about self-checkout systems, not exclusively at Walmart, but just in general. You may wonder how did how are things how are people not running scams on the self-checkout systems? And you're damn right they are. Mm. And this one is pretty much what it sounds like, where what you would do is you would take the sticker off of something that's cheap and then put it on something that's expensive. And they try to do it in such a way where maybe the weight of it, like put it in the bagging area. You've seen all of these different things transpire, mm, mm. may or may not be monitored. And companies have attempted to come up with systems to in order to stop this from happening. Mm -hmm. So when you think of a banana trick, you could take the sticker off of a banana and put it on a laptop. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And all of a sudden you put it on the thing, it comes up on the machine as a 57 cents. And you then have to weigh it. No, I guess not. Not bananas, because they come in a bunch. You just buy the whole thing. It's a bunch of bananas. But you could but do this. I think it's weighted. But you could do yeah. this with anything. You could get something this heavy. Sure. Like yeah, you could yeah, do yeah. anything. I don't know if it needs to be exact. I mean, you weight the laptop and then it should be fine. No, the laptop. Like I, I was exaggerating with the laptop because okay, the yeah, laptop yeah. you would have to go do that to an like electronics department. I don't think there's a self checkout for a laptop, yeah. but there are more expensive items that you could then bring to self checkout and <laughs> sure. change the label on <laughs> yeah. and scan. So, anyway, I was taking it a step further. But in many cases, what they're doing is they do it for cash. They then try to return the thing for, like, store credit without the receipt. Uh, like, I just, you know, I bought this. I don't have the receipt anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. Whatever it might happen to be. They're just running, wreaking havoc on the uh, inventory systems and payment systems in these self-checkouts. Uh, but now they're getting into the AI game of having the cameras vis visually figure out what is the item sitting there. Oh. So... When it comes up in the system as a banana, the AI system say, that ain't a banana. Yeah, that's a 50-inch TV. You did not just scan a banana, and you're not going to pull your banana trick on me. Yeah. Yeah, Here, so Walmart has a, is now avoiding payment cheats known as the banana trick, and they're preventing robbery and theft. Another weird thing, too, this becomes fraud, actually, as opposed to theft. Mm. If you are shoplifting in this fashion... 
So it's a it's a different because uh, you are charge. buying something. It's weird, right? You're yeah. just it's fraud in the sense that you're misrepresenting what's transpiring, what's taking place. Here you go. This is a good example. You could have an expensive tool or ratchet set, or you could get a drill or something. Gotcha. And say it's a banana. <laughs> I just like that it's called the banana trick as well because bananas are e extremely cheap. Like, yeah. how much is a banana worth? Well, I think it's like fifty cents per bundle. That's insane. Organic is like a dollar or something. So one banana, Canadian. one banana is worth what? Ten cents? Sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Like these guys get carried away. Like forget about the banana. They got to do something closer than that to try to pull this gig off. Yeah, yeah. Fifty cents. You're gonna raise some eyebrows, man. There's a lot of missing inventory over here. So the new AI, uh, the so-called uh, uh, company-focused uh, retail-based AI technology called Sea Change Technologies, AI-powered self-checkout solutions with fresh produce recognition. The company <laughs> fresh produce recognition. That's a banana. <laughs> banana scanned. Yeah. Yeah. You can't pass steaks for potatoes. You remember when people were stealing steaks? I wonder if that's still probably still going on. Yeah. Man. Steaks. All right, last one. Oh, you you saved the balloon till the end? Yeah, why not? I, well, you had so many stories about it. About the balloon? Yeah. Well, it's because the balloon the balloon is comprehensive. Okay, yeah. The balloon started as, okay, just floating around. Research balloon, and then it became espionage balloon, and then it became another balloon, a second balloon. So this, yeah. I, I really didn't look into it over the weekend. I think you remember from the beginning of the show what happened to me over the weekend. I wasn't uh -huh. really necessarily looking at balloons. But first things first, the balloon has been shot down. And China came back and it obviously has disturbed some kind of uh, relations. Because China came back and like, oh, you exaggerated. It's just a stray balloon. We were doing research and the wind took it over there. Hmm. And then on the U.S. side, they're like, we didn't overreact at all. Your stinking balloon was sitting over top some spot in Montana, which is incredibly important. Yeah. And don't tell me it's the wind because that thing could, had some navigation capabilities over there. Uh -huh. And it happened to be looking at nuclear silos. Yeah. Bud. Staring right down. And then I'm reading this second story that one of them went over Central America or somewhere near Peru or Colombia. Uh-huh. So you got all these bullets. <laughs> you got just this onslaught of balloons that seemingly it was a mishap but then it's like do you believe the mishap and then you had one of these uh, diplomats or one of these politicians that was supposed to travel to china soon in order to enhance relations and now they're saying well you can't make this trip because it's beef now yeah balloon beef and it's it's, it's funny because it's just a balloon the idea of the balloon. Well, and it's, listen, I did research a little bit. I did some reading. Balloons have been used in the past for these, for these purposes because the balloon can fly extremely high mm. and uh, the balloon can, can uh, not be detected as easily. And, and obviously, I think as well, if you're suggesting that it was just an accident, the balloon is the least intimidating. Like, it's just a balloon. Relax. yeah. yeah. Relax. Just a balloon traveled across the entirety of the United States. Just relax. But it was so, like, in-depth in social media, like, throughout the whole week. Oh, everyone was obsessed with the balloon.
the balloon. You had to oh, click on that little uh, graphic there because it showcases that when you picture in your mind balloon, you might not be recognizing how substantial this thing was. Click on the diagram, the BBC diagram. Yeah. Like this thing was substantial, the scale of it. Uh-huh. Helium filled with solar panels to continue to provide power. And then the instruments below that, including cameras, radar, sensors, and communication equipment. And then flying at 120,000 feet, between 80,000 and 120,000 feet. Hmm. That is way above your uh, commercial aircraft and also above your fighter aircraft. Mm -hmm. And so you can understand why this would would be possibly a technique. But could it be a mistake? Could it be an accident? Could it be a research balloon gone awry? Sure. Could it be espionage? Sure. But then now you're just left in limbo – Having to basically come to your own conclusions uh-huh. and having the increased tensions. And the U.S. is going to study it, but they're not going to release Well, the, But the missile hit it, and now it's distributed. They wanted to shoot it down over the water. And I don't even know if that is the ideal scenario because now you've got to retrieve the components over water. Yeah. They say, oh, it was the safest thing to do. But then other people are saying that he waited too long. That actually the reason it was shot down over there is because they were, they were taking their time. They should have mm-hmm. shot it down sooner. So it's a lot of different opinions on this matter. But now they're going to try to retrieve these components. And uh, obviously this, is, this story relates to the second one that was floating over Latin America. And in this case, in Colombia and Costa Rica. Sorry, I, I think I said Peru. Anyway, and, and then uh, China says, oh, that was a mistake too. Two mistakes. <laughs> How many balloons are they? Uh, two mistakes. Off to? Well, it's just two mistakes, man. Huh? My expensive balloons over there is a mistake. Oh. Guys, your balloon is still over my house. No, come on. It's just the wind. Yeah. Why is it hovering in this location? Why is it looking into Biden's bedroom? Listen, dude, I don't I don't know. I don't even know how long it was hovering for. I don't know how you can verify this stuff. I presume that's what the military is for. They're supposed to yeah. figure this one out. Um, but they're going to continue to say it's not a spy balloon, obviously. Imagine they just came out and said, yeah, it's a spy balloon. We're just checking what you're up to. War. Instant war. <laughs> and then, yeah, they can't do that. They can't do it, right? But, like, what if the U.S. finds some remnant of some sort of video recording oh. of, ex- like, extensive detail oh. and a zoom lens on a missile silo or whatever? Yeah. How do you respond to these things? Now, I, I'm guessing China wouldn't, like obviously make that type of error so i would assume everything would be transmitted there would be no local storage Uh uh-huh yeah trying to imagine the way you could do this spy balloon if you actually wanted to spy sure but you have all types of quotes here china's vice foreign minister accused the u.s of using an indiscriminate use of force how don't shoot my balloon it's my balloon they're like well this is right here though Hmm. your balloon came in my yard yeah that's exactly what couple neighbors yeah Indiscriminate use of force against a civilian aircraft, which China claimed was used for meteorology. <laughs> however, space stuff. however, the United States turned a deaf ear and insisted on indiscriminate use of force against a civilian airship that was about to leave the United States. Yeah, it was almost gone. We almost made it all the way through and mapped everything. Why you got to shoot it now? <laughs> it was almost across the country. They obviously overreacted and seriously violated the spirit of international law and international practice. Actually, I don't know that that's true because I think in your airspace, do what you want with it. Yeah. 
Xi added that by shooting down the balloon, the U.S. had seriously impacted and damaged efforts at stabilizing relations between both countries. He stated that China reserved the right to make further necessary responses. Well, why can't I'm going to shoot your balloons? Well, I would warn you first. Be like, hey, can my balloon just float over your backyard? Yeah, but you know they're going to say no. No, you cannot fly your balloon. Yeah, and then this will happen. You know? Well, that's the other thing is if you believe that it's a spy balloon, then then how could they have assumed you wouldn't that they, the military wouldn't pick it up? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a bit. There's many odd aspects to this story, and there's people that know obviously more information than we do over there at the but Pentagon or whatever it happens. Why did to be. they have to blow it up though? Why can't they like retrieve it? That's careful? another like, great question. A, I guess you can't get a drone up there. It's big. It's really big. Yeah. You're underestimating the size. And the height. Size and height. Yeah. Playing a big role. Yeah. Size and height. Huge risk factors. But it is it is a funny one that they wait for it to actually exit the U.S. landmass and be over water. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, now we blow it up. That is also a curious aspect. Yeah. Anyway, listen. Yeah. Balloon talk. That concludes our balloon talk 2023. Thank you very much to everybody. I don't know. Or probably not. Maybe there's going to be balloon follow-up next episode. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us here today. We really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's part of the live crowd that actually joins us live on the show because they hit the notification bell so they don't miss it because these live episodes, they don't live under the videos tab. Instead, they're in the live tab. And the best way to participate in these shows is to click the notification bell and actually come here when we're here, which is generally speaking noon Eastern Standard Time. That's 12 Eastern Standard Time. We have to modify it from time to time based on schedules, but it's rare. And we are consistent. Consistency, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're like beyond three weeks. What a ride it's been and will continue to be. Thank you to all the Super Chats as well for everybody who contributed. Truly the most fantastic community. We will see you again tomorrow at that time at noon. Later, guys. Take it easy.